everyone. Welcome to our Omnitalk Spotlight series, a series where we highlight the retail and consumer-facing technologies that we at Omnitalk believe in, or the technologies that we want to go more in-depth just because we want to learn more about them. Today I'm excited because today we're turning our attention to one of our first supporters here at Omnitalk, and that's Uberall. As one of our inaugural sponsors, we've highlighted Uberall a number of times on our weekly podcasts and in our videos, but for anyone new to Omnitalk or to Uberall, you should know that Uberall is a world-leading location marketing solutions company. Uberall makes it possible for any type of local business or public institution to automatically optimize their online presence. With Uberall, companies can ensure that people will easily find them when searching for directions, opening hours, recommendations, event schedules, and other relevant information. I am excited today because today we are joined by Yosha Benner, the Chief Revenue Officer and Co-Founder of Uberall. So Yosha, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for the introduction. I'm looking forward to uh, chatting with you as well. Let's start off real simply. Why don't you give us a little background? I'd love to hear more about who you are, where you're from, how you started Uberall. Yeah, happy to do so. So uh, you'll probably hear a slight German accent. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm from Germany. I, <laughs> I, I currently live in San Francisco, but before I moved here about two years ago, I spent most of my life in Berlin. And it's been, it's been a crazy experience to see that city change uh, over the last 20, 25 years. I bet. Um, but I've, I've had the fortune to, to also live in, in Chicago, New York, and, and uh, so I, I do know the U.S. and I feel feel at home here now. Um, I did study engineering and uh, business management many, many years ago, which means I know a little bit of everything, but not really anything in depth. But it's, <laughs> it's, been, it's been good. It's been helpful. And um, it, it led me to a consulting job at first, getting out of school. Um, for one of the largest uh, strategy or management consultancies in Europe, and you know, working after the, the crisis, the, the crash in 2008, mostly in restructuring and cost cutting, and then all these projects, projects with companies like Lufthansa, DHL, Bombardier, and then at some moment it was just it seemed more um, pleasant to talk about business models and building stuff and creating versus cutting down on things, and also talk more about you know revenues than hotel points and freaking flyer miles and all that stuff <laughs> right so yeah that's that's uh it's when i when i left the company and uh, the, the consulting company started started uberall interesting so you kind of got the entrepreneurial bug and and you went out on your own so why location marketing we'll talk more about what that is but so what led you to go from essentially consulting for what sounds like some of the bigger german companies to then go out on your own and, and, and try your hand at, at, at that so my my flatmate, actually, he was working for Groupon back then. And uh, Groupon was really, hmm. really, really big in, in 2012. Everyone was talking about it, largest growing company, startup of all times. And, and it became obvious to uh, to myself, but also to, 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 to the two partners that I started Uberall with, that businesses want to do something online. And you know, they, they understand that they need, especially in, in Germany, where people still thought the internet was something temporary, mm -hmm. um, that you got to do something online to attract people offline. And maybe Groupon was just not the best way for them. You know, all these stories about you know restaurants selling a thousand steaks, and then they were really struggling with a thousand discounted steaks popped right. up. So that was something that we wanted to do a little better, give businesses more control. And then kind of the other reason is. Um, Everyone had smartphones back then already, and, mm -hmm. and, and searching or finding businesses was just not 
really working. It seemed kind of broken. Hmm. I mean, I'm sure you've been in front of some restaurants or businesses that just had moved or were closed or couldn't find places. So we wanted, yeah, we wanted to improve that whole situation and give a little bit more power and, and ease of use to to companies. How did you go? So how did you go? I'm curious, just uh, living the entrepreneur life every day now. How did you go from those couple of insights to then saying, okay, this is specifically where we're going to narrow in and this is where we're going to focus? We, it was, it was a little bit of a learning curve. We started with actually a mobile app okay. um, in the very early days, uh, give people or businesses control over what content they post and if they do special offers or discounts and, um, and tested that with 250 local businesses in Berlin, mm. um, small, cool stores. And I really care about, you know, diverse and culturally rich cities and, you know, large and small retailers. And that, I think that makes a great city. And I think it's good for society to have that. Mm-hmm. So we tested with them and the feedback we got was it's nice, but there's already Google, there's Facebook, there's Foursquare, there's you guys, there's so many platforms we don't have time. Mm-hmm. So that was, that was a really pivotal moment for us and we decided to not create yet another channel okay. um, but kind of consolidate all the existing platforms into one single solution hmm. and that resonated really well and i mean fast forward six years we've grown the company to 180 people mm-hmm. um so i think that was i think that was the right right choice for right. us to make and, and tell us now tell us the audience tell us exactly how it works so maybe we'll start you know at the most basic level so what what exactly is location marketing and and what you specialize in sure so for for us location marketing um it, it really means just you know looking at, at marketing but doing it for every single location of a business and adding location context to it so we, we do seo and we do performance marketing and social media and reputation reviews all the things that you tr- traditionally have in marketing mm-hmm. but we always break it down per location uh, so that, that is location marketing. And a lot mm-hmm. of people ask us, so how is it different from location-based marketing, mm-hmm. which to me is more kind of a push. You, know, you, you, you monitor a device and you, you track their location and then you hope that it's mm. that location tracking is on and Bluetooth is on and then they have an app installed and then you can send them push notifications when they walk by. Mm. Yeah, and um, not, not a big fan of that. So we really you know, try to support that kind of that pull marketing where um, if a consumer or user searches for a product or a service in their vicinity, they will find and learn about the locations um, that we manage uh, on, on, on our customers' behalf. Interesting. And when you say you consolidate all the platforms now and, and you try to put that into action, you know, specifically, how does that work? So if I'm a company thinking about you know, the value in location marketing as you describe it and want to employ it and get better at it, you know, what specifically does that mean? You can go out to Google and manage your Google My Business Presence, and then you do the same on Facebook, and then you go to Yelp, and then you, can, you go to right. uh, Foursquare, and you know, tr- good luck with other platforms that don't have interface for locations or you know, are just not really convenient to use, and it gets really tedious. And, and if you have a 1,000 locations, you're doing that for every location, right? Like you're having to do that each time almost, right? Okay. You have to do it each time, and there's always businesses closing and opening, and there are always some changes, and... Um, not all platforms are even made for, you know, large businesses. So right. we started establishing partnerships with 130 or 140 global uh, publishers, uh, publishers globally. So we we work closely together and interact with the Googles and Facebook and Apples, uh, but also Ubers and Waze and then all the GPS platforms and car makers and all the yellow pages and, and really any kind of emerging app or platform for discovery that... 
becomes relevant. Um, and our users use us as the central tool for all their location data, but also organic or paid campaigns. Okay. And they just manage all their presence across all these channels through us. Fascinating. It makes a ton of sense on, 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 on the simplest level, really. I mean, it's very intuitive that a solution like this would need to sit on top of all those other platforms and make this simple for, for retailers to, to manage. How does, how does, or how has, you, you alluded to it in the beginning, you alluded to um, basically consumers or people just being out in the world in their, on their mobile phones and trying to find information. How have you seen the phenomenon of mobile phones change what you guys do? And, and how do you think it'll change in the future? So I think about two years ago, we had that tipping point where mobile search was more than 50% of all search. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, that's really a clear indication. And we, we still use desktop search. We still you know, use car GPS, but mobile is really becoming the, the, the dominant device for all of us. And uh, especially when you're on the go and you're looking for something, you, you know, there's, it's a quick search. Ideally, you find something that looks good, looks appealing, is open, has all the info you need, and then it's just one click to navigate there and make a call. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, search search has gone up. There's a lot of serendipitous search okay. that we see, but people just you know, ask for a bar or a restaurant, and uh, and optimizing for that really helps businesses to get new customers. Oh, interesting. Explain what that means when you say that. That's an interesting phrase. I've never heard that before. Serendipitous search. What what exactly is that? So to, to me, or maybe, maybe there's a better term in English. No, I, I love really, it. <laughs> the, the search for for a, a product or a service or need that you have. Okay. You know, I'm hungry, so where's the restaurant nearby? Or go to a new city, where is a, a bar? Or where's a flower store? Because I'm, I'm going to a cemetery and I need flowers. So whatever the use case is, right? I, mm-hmm. I know I have a need. I literally have my wallet in my hand. I just don't know what vendor to pick from. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, kind of, you know, discovering what's nearby and what looks good, what's, what got good reviews, where do I have confidence that I will get what I need? And then making that not that buying decision that I already have made, but that, that vendor decision mm-hmm. in the moment. Right. Yeah. No, that's interesting. I've, I've used the word perpetual to describe what you're talking about. The idea that consumption's almost always on for consumers. Like they can really literally consume anything they want, have anything they want at a push of the button via the mobile phone. Like the mobile phone's almost the remote control for the physical exploration. I'm sorry, the commercial exploration of the physical world in a lot of ways. Um, and so, so solutions like what you guys provide make a ton of sense because if I'm walking around like just like I'm browsing on my television and I just you know get a fancy that hey I want to learn more about this or I think I want to do this or consume this I'm going to need great information around what's available to me in the world in which I find myself so fascinating from your perspective I'm curious based on your background and your your story is really interesting um Based on your background, what uh, what information or advice would you give to retailers as they're trying to think, not just now, but as they look far out into the future, uh, about how retail is going to unfold and, and what they should keep an eye out for? That's a good one. I think that's the multi-billion dollar question. Right. right? Um, <laughs> probably everyone has heard that, that term, retail apocalypse. Right. And um, I think in the U.S. it's going to be a, a tough change. And when you look at just you know square footage per consumer or per you know, um, inhabitant, it's it's four or five times of the UK, it's 10 times more of Germany. So there's a lot of retail space here. Mm-hmm. And, and some of it is probably going to go away. But mm-hmm. uh, companies that make the retail experience really exciting for customers, mm-hmm. um, and that innovate and, and give good reasons. And I think there are tons of reasons why re- retail is exciting. 
uh, they will stick around and you, you have to invest in those changes and I have a few ideas there, but you also need to communicate to those changes and make them, you know, make people know about them. So one, one concept that, that I really like, and mm-hmm. uh, I've I read about this recently, it's yeah. this company, a company called Beta. Um, Beta, sure. They, yeah. Have you heard about them? Absolutely. Absolutely. We talk about them a lot. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So for, for those who haven't heard, it's they, they realize people, people, love a great uh, retail experience. The mm-hmm. fulfillment can be perfect. You, you can touch a thing, touch things, look at them, play around with them. You have experts around you. If you like something, you buy it, take it home right away, and there is no, no trash to dispose, no boxes. So it can be great. Huh? Um, and yep. they took it to the extreme where they don't even expect you to buy anything. It's just a showroom. Just a showroom. Yeah, and then whether, right. you buy, yeah, whether you buy it online or offline, it doesn't matter. Just, mm-hmm. you know, there's a need for us to touch things. So mm-hmm. I think that's that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. No, I think that's awesome. I think I, I it's an interesting. It's a great conversation because it, the unlock for me, just even in talking to you in the last, you know, five ten minutes of the discussion we've had, is, you know, the, the, when you start talking about the future evolution of retail and that always on consumption parameters or the always on consumption parameters that we've talked about, you know, even and you talk about it. You said you have to make the retail experience more exciting, and that's going to separate the haves from the have-nots in the future of this so-called apocalypse, whether you like that term or not. Term or not. And that's going to mean that retail experiences in the physical world have to stay dynamic and they have to be changing and they have to be constantly captivating people. And so the need to manage, house, and catalog all the information around that so consumers can access whatever they want whenever they want is just going to become you know, even that much more important here as we go forward. So I think that's a piece of it that I hadn't actually made the connection yet in and of myself. Um, so, so I think that's great. Thank you for that. I think that's it's a really interesting topic, especially in terms of how it dovetails with what you guys do. So, yeah, another thing, like you, you I know you wrote this um, this blog about you use the term remote control, and you take a photo of something, and then mm-hmm. you see it with an Amazon on one click, and you buy it, right? Right. Um, and and you know, e-commerce is great, but my issue with e-commerce is always, you know, it takes time to get delivered, and then Absolutely. you know, the boxes again maybe doesn't fit, and you need to return it. So. What I would be super excited about is a world where we have that that same kind of remote control experience, but in the in the physical world where Absolutely. I take the photo of shoes and then retailers have their inventory in real time in their ERP systems and they feed that to us. We can certainly already take it. Um, and then you have those sleeping giants like Google and Facebook that not only make products you know, searchable and findable, but also add location context to that. And then we're getting to a world where it's super convenient. You take a photo of that shoes, you see a store four blocks away from you, you walk there, try it on. If it fits, you take it home and there's no wait. So that's what I'm really, really excited about. And and I think we're getting closer to it. Absolutely. I love that you also just dropped sleeping giants of Google and Facebook. I think I literally just wrote that in Forbes uh, yesterday. So I think that's the absolute right term. But no, I I love what you're saying, because I think you're, it's, it's absolutely right. It's, there's going to fundamentally, I think, especially in the next decade, so 2020 to 2030, there's going to be a fundamental break between shopping and buying. And those are two really different things. And how you want to shop versus how you want to consume or acquire product are going to become really different. And so to your point, what's really exciting is all the different ways we're going to be able to shop and all the different ways we're going to be able to activate or turn things on via our remote controls, via our phones. And so just managing that and giving consumers the ability to indulge in that in any way, shape, or form becomes a really, really exciting proposition. 
I like how you differentiate between buying and shopping, and, and both are important equally. And uh, offline can play can play a role in both. That's a good term that I'm going to use. Are you going to steal that one? Fantastic. Well, yeah, definitely steal it and quote me, my friend. Yeah, absolutely. Anytime. No, I think the best example of that actually is probably on China. A lot of what they're doing out in China, I think, is predicated upon a lot of that. And you know, there's not the infrastructure that they that we have here or even in Europe built around how shopping should be done. So they're, you know, they're much far in front of that. So. Okay, so well, let's do this. Let's close it up, get you out of here on this. One fun thing we like to do here at Omni Talk, if you're game for it, Yosha, is we like to play this game we call How Millennial Are You? And the reason we play this game is because we think, like you've said, like you've mentioned, that retail is evolving very quick and very fast. And one of the most important things is actually, and I can tell you're already very high on this, is to stay curious about what's new and interesting and different out there in the world. And so we play this game, not that being young is a proxy for curious, but you can be young of mind no matter how old you are. And so we like to play this game here. I have a feeling you're going to do pretty well at it. You'll probably do much better than I and much better than my partner, Anne, as well. But we're going to play this game with you if you'll indulge us, and it's called How Millennial Are You? So are you ready? Uh, yeah, let's do it. All right, so I've got four questions. Question number one. If you could only choose between one of the following, what would you choose? Would it be a Hawaiian vacation or, specific to you, a BMW? <laughs> I think as of last year, I would have said BMW to, you know, to fulfill all the stereotypes. But I went to Hawaii, <laughs> and it's amazing, and I love Hawaii, and I now want to get one of those Jeep Wranglers, the open Jeep Wrangler convertible. Nice. So, so you take the Jeep and the Hawaiian vacation. <laughs> well done. Well Correct. done. Like that. Okay. <laughs> definitely, definitely millennial. Very, very well done. All right. Question number two. Now that you're living out in San Francisco, do you still have cable television? It's bundled in my utilities and I'm very okay. glad I'm paying for it, but I don't watch it. You don't watch it. You have, but don't watch it. That's kind of how I am too. I haven't quite cut the cord on that one, although I think it's coming here in January. All right. I can't. It's bundled in. I you can't. There's nothing anyway. you can do. They've, they've locked you in. Yeah. <laughs> of course. That's the, the cable companies are notorious for doing that, I think. All right. Number three. Let's say you go out to dinner and everyone chips in for the dinner. How do you pay your friends back? Do you use something like Venmo or do you pay them back with cash? Oh, they hate me. I use cash. But yeah. Oh, use cash. All right. So do I. So, okay. You're closer to, you're closer in, in my makeup than I thought here. This is great. All right. Number four, you've been moving around a lot. So this one could be interesting. Do you have a box spring mattress or are you buying, are you a direct to consumer mattress buyer? Do you have a memory foam mattress? Is that a millennial thing? I think it is with the advent of Casper and all those other direct okay. to consumer mattress companies. Okay, well, uh, we, we have IKEA in Europe, so okay. I've, I've always had the memory foam uh, in my life. Got it. Okay, memory foam, but in a different context. All right, I actually have owned one of those in the past, too, from IKEA. They're actually pretty good. They stand up the test of time yeah. very well. Awesome. Well, I, you know, you did okay. I'd say middle of the road, not super millennial, but to be expected. Uh, but thanks for indulging okay. us with that. That was awesome. And uh, thanks for your time today. And and I want to thank you, too, on behalf of everyone here on my staff at OmniTalk, too. Thanks for your continued support of us. We really, really appreciate it. You guys have been a longtime supporter, and we can't thank you thank you guys enough. Yeah, thanks. It was, uh, it was a fun chat. Absolutely. Well, take care. Have a good rest of your day. And best of luck with all your endeavors at Uberall. And on behalf of me and behalf of Yosha uh, and the entire OmniTalk team, just want to say thank you out there for listening. And as always, be careful out there. 